Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 286 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the creepy unicorn behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. I have no idea why it was so hard for me to get through that just now. (laughs) I was like, come on, tongue, don't fail me now. Sometimes I trip over my tongue in case you haven't noticed. I should also, now that I say that, make a correction in my brain thinking of mistakes that immediately made me remember that on Tuesday's episode I said Sonia Francis's YouTube channel is Astrology Coach, and it's Astrologer Coach. Astrologer Coach. Sonia Francis. Just thought I'd put that out there. <laughs> and the reason I called myself a creepy unicorn is because I went looking at my Instagram really quick before I, I came on here, and uh, a couple of you <laughs> called me a creepy unicorn, sort of. Uh, I like to pick an Instagram, like a recent Instagram pick to whatever, to promote, to make a little meme for these Saturn's Day evening posts. Welcome to Saturn's Day evening post number six. It's a thing. It's a thing. We're on episode number six. So... I just like to go grab a recent Instagram post to put with the episode just because. I don't know. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. That's just what I like to do. And I was like, I think I'll use the picture of me wearing a unicorn sheet mask. And uh, very affectionately, jokingly, a couple of you said it was creepy. And I'm pretty sure all sheet masks are creepy. (laughs) So I agree with you, but that's why I held the package like up over my mouth and nose because it was even creepier if you could see my whole face. I just wanted you to see the cute package and then my my eyes like bugging out over it (laughs) with a little unicorn horn. So creepy or not, that that is the, what do you call that? Is it a meme? Is it just a picture? That's the picture I'm using to promote today's episode on social media. I also just had an amazing scalp-gasm for any of you men or women who has ever had long hair and worn your hair in a ponytail all day long. Is it just not the most amazing feeling when you take the ponytail out? Why do we wear ponytails when they hurt so bad? They can give you a headache. (laughs) And then it's just my scalp. I have one of these... I got it at the Dollar Tree. It's maybe the best dollar I've ever spent. I bought it on a whim. It's one of those, I don't know what to call it, a scalp tingler. It looks like, uh, Tanner and I have been calling it the head tingler, but it looks like a whisk, like a kitchen whisk for beating eggs or something. <laughs> but the very end of it is open and you, and you put that, like the wires on top of your head and then you like plunge down and it massages your scalp which I totally needed to do. I never should have shared that with the kid because now he asks me to do it every single night. Where's that head thingy? Where's the head tingler? 
Let me shut my heater off. I'm actually getting hot. Hold on. Yay! I love my little spice heater. Have I told you that enough times? It's so cute. <laughs> and if you've never heard an episode of Saturn's Day Evening Post, this is what it is the entire time. It's just a chit-chat. It's just an end-of-the-week catch-up chit-chat for those of you who like that kind of thing. If you are here because you want to learn something profound... Maybe this just isn't the podcast for you in general, but these Saturn Day evening posts are definitely not. <laughs> They're not. Uh, it is a gorgeous day here in Los Angeles. It is a perfect day to march. The Women's March happened all around the country, and I just saw that the numbers for Los Angeles are estimated at 600,000 people. Tanner and I marched last year, and... It got, there were so many people at one point, we couldn't move forward or backward or to either side. Nobody was marching. We were all just like packed in like sardines and we had an amazing time. Tanner loved it. Uh, But this year, as it was approaching, I was kind of on the fence, like, should we do this or not? Because I, it was really hard to move and it was really hard to get out of there once we wanted to leave. And so I felt kind of (laughs) lucky that we made it out safely because my son, if you don't know, he has autism. He's very innocent. He's very easy to spot in a crowd because he's just got this super innocent, smiley, wide-eyed look on his face. And he often like jumps up and down when he's excited or rocks back and forth. And, uh... So I don't know. I, this year as it was coming up, I was like, man, that's, I really want to go. I want to support. But I also like don't know, like now having already done it, it's like, wow, that's a lot of people to be in a crowd with, with your autistic kid and maybe not be able to get out of there in a hurry if something bad happens. There's just been so much violence in the last year, targeting crowds and stuff like that, that I was getting nervous. And then if you listen to Tuesday's episode, which was so blah, I'm so sorry, I was completely drained and I just was like, I am going to show up for them regardless. But that was... That was a low energy episode for sure. I hope you guys got something out of it. But if you listen to that, I shared that my son was missing for a couple of hours Tuesday morning and it terrified me. I had like an hour and a half long adrenaline rush and then I immediately went to work on my house with my dad and my stepmom. And so by the time I recorded that podcast, I was like, I I was just so drained. But that scare was the thing that made me be like, all right, we're not going to the Women's March. I'm not going to push my luck with this guy. I want to keep him around and for a long, 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 long time. (laughs) And so I erred on the side of caution, and we did not do the march. Last year, it felt like there were a million people there. So when the estimate, when the uh, organizers said 750,000 people were there. I completely believed it. And then the LA Times said it was more like 500,000 people. I don't know. It was in the hundreds of thousands. It was a lot, a lot of men, women, children. Everybody was super happy and positive and cool and singing in groups. And it was all very civil. 
So our decision to go this year was no reflection on that. Like the people of Los Angeles are amazing. And that went off without a hitch. I just, yeah, what I just said, (laughs) I was worried for other reasons. And uh, has that, let let me ask you guys, has, has the terror attacks that have happened on large crowds and things like in public places, does that make you think twice about some of the things you do? Because it does me. And uh, I've always been like that about movie theaters for some reason, which, you know, I love going to the movies, but I actually, uh, would you consider this a sexual assault? It felt like one to me when I was younger in my twenties, I used to go to the movies all the time by myself. If I didn't have Tanner, if he was in a program or at school or out of town or something, I would go sit in the movies by myself. And I saw every single thing that ever came out. And I was in Man's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't remember the movie I was seeing, but the movie was like more than halfway over. And this guy came into the theater and sat down right next to me. And I would immediately was like, this cannot be good. Like, what the hell is going on? And then I could see in my peripheral vision that he had like taken his junk out, was like masturbating, and I went running out, and I ran right out the door, like outside, and I was like shaking and upset and nervous. I was like, I, what am I doing? I have to go back in there. He looked like, <laughs> I don't know the guy's name, but uh, I kept saying, he looks like Hootie and the Blowfish, because he did. He looked like the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish, which was a band back in the day. And so I, I like w- had to knock to get back in, Uh, because I went out the exit and I couldn't get back in that way and they let me in and I told them what happened and they went and searched the theater and the guy was already gone. But I've always, even before that, but especially after that, had a thing about movie theaters and like I kind of just scan the room and check where the exits are and if any shady characters walk in, it really gets like, it it gets my attention (laughs) if anybody comes in like late or anything like that, so... Is this morbid? I don't know. I don't know. This is what happens when I just chit-chat. I'm just chatting. <laughs> I'll tell you what just happened also that is has a slight negative tone. It was it was all positive until we got home. Tanner and I uh we went I had pro- once I promised him something, I follow through with it. Even if I don't want to do it once it comes time to follow through, I do it anyway because I don't like to break my word to him. Because he has autism, when he tries to process something, it comes out in a very, he'll just like repeat it over and over and over again in a really loud voice and he gets like kind of distressed. So I try not to make that happen if I can help it. So I promised him that I would take him to this awesome mom and pop coffee shop, this cafe that is a nice walk from our house. It's a nice, healthy walk. And in this place called Adams Square in Glendale, and it's locally owned. I think a group of locals own it, and it's just totally built on love across the street from this little mini park where they have a lot of art shows and stuff like that. So it's a very artsy, hip little crowd. And uh, they have my first favorite of 2018. I posted on Instagram about this. It's called the Glendale Foggy, and it is an Earl Grey latte. We get it with macadamia nut milk uh, and then vanilla 
and lavender, and it's so good. It tastes like a warm Fruit Loop. <laughs> if you've ever had a Fruit Loop, that's what it tastes like. So I promised Tanner, I told him all about it, and I said, we'll do that on Saturday. We'll, we'll walk over there. But then he started complaining about his throat hurting. And I was like, ugh, this is not probably the best thing to have when your throat hurts, but I already promised him. So I told him after this, like, that's it. Like, we're just going to eat healthy stuff and uh, rest. And it's really windy. It's a gorgeous day here today, but it's really windy. So I was like, and let's drive instead of walk. So that was fine. We went there. We got we got the Glendale Foggies. They were super delicious. I came home. I'm setting him up with some Nickelodeon. His Loud House is Loud House is his favorite right now. <laughs> and I guess I picked his latte up as I was coming back here instead of mine. And he just came to get me. And he's like, "Where is my latte? Where is my latte?" And that now I can't remember if I took a drink of it or not out of his cup. And I'm like, oh, no, the crud, the crud. No, did I just get his germs? <laughs> so I'm going to be mainlining garlic and vitamin C tonight because so many people are sick. I actually had a friend text me not too long ago, a few days ago, saying I'm going to go pick up some medical masks because this, I think, influenza A, this flu is going around. Would you like me to get some for you and Tanner? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, thank you. We're probably not going to walk around in medical masks when we're like out and about. And he, he thought I was crazy to not do that, but I think he's crazy to do it. So you tell me, who's crazy, him or me? <laughs> Are you guys walking around in medical masks? A lot of people I know online have been very, very sick this month, and there is a killer bad flu. I shouldn't even call it a killer flu in slang because I know like a, a child just died from this influenza A. So it's serious stuff, but um, uh, still probably not enough to make me walk around in a medical mask. We'll just eat healthy and take good care of ourselves and hope for the best. Knock on wood. Knock on carpet. Wait, here's some wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> okay. You're sitting on a wooden box. How you like that? Uh, but caffeine, K-A-F-N, is, this, is the name of this little coffee shop. And uh, <laughs> I went there quite a few times before I finally asked them, I was just pronouncing it K-A-F-N, and I was like, K-A-F, how do you say that K-A-F-N? Like, what does that mean? I thought it stood for something, you know, like, I don't know. I thought the K, the A, and the F, and the N stood for something. He goes, it's caffeine, the guy that worked there. And I was like, oh, I feel like a total dork right now. That makes perfect sense. Like, once you see it, you see it. But I just didn't see it the first few times I went. So it's called caffeine. But... Uh, I try, I am definitely not perfect at this. I'm not even good at it. I'm just going to be honest. I just went shopping at Target, so I have no room to say this, but I do try to shop mom and pop and go to like locally owned restaurants and things like that. Uh, I just ordered something on Etsy that I probably don't need just because I wanted to support the artist that made the thing. It's a tea towel. <laughs> I like it, but I don't need it. And I was just like, I want to support that person. Um, because something recently happened, too, that really like kicked this into high gear for me. Uh, 
And it involves the kid. Everything involves the kids. Sorry. I'm obsessed with my kid. What can I say? I love him. He's an adult with autism. So we spend tons and tons and tons of time together. But because um, he's older now, we can do quite a lot together, which is really fun. But he, you know, he doesn't get a lot of money, (laughs) like for birthdays or Christmases. He gets little bits of money here and there. And he was saving his money to go to this place called Blue Hen, which is an awesome locally owned Vietnamese place where uh, they like locally source the food and it's all organic and absolutely delicious. And Mama, she looks like 400 years old, like this ancient lady in the back. You can see her in the kitchen. She makes the pho. And they have something on the weekends called Grandpa's Porridge, which is like pho, but instead of noodles, they use, I want to say like barley or rice. So it makes like a really watery porridge that Tanner absolutely loves. And uh, he was saving his money to go. And uh, the same friend (laughs) that wanted me to wear the medical masks texted me, uh, this was a while ago, a month ago or so, saying, did you know that Blue Hen is closed, like, forever? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And I, and I Googled it, and this story just makes me sick. It's so wrong. What happened is a big fancy corporation bought the shopping strip that Blue Hen was in, and then they gave them two months notice to pay a 60% increase in their rent or get out. And they were fully functioning and profitable before this happened, but they could not improve their incomes, you know, to pay their rent 60% higher in the two months. So they had to close with, they have no plan like to go open anywhere else because they just weren't prepared for this. And it's hard having a restaurant in L.A. If you live here and you love a restaurant, just go because <laughs> the odds of it going out of business at some point are very, very high. I think that's true of everywhere. But just living in L.A. for decades now, I just know it's super true here. Lots and lots of favorite places have gone out of business, but... Man, that one particularly pissed me off because what they're probably going to end up doing is putting in some like poke chain or something in its place. And it's so like, uh, it reminds me of that Joni Mitchell song, um, paved paradise, put up a parking lot. And I know that, uh, Blue Hen was not paradise in terms of nature, but it was in terms of just this little business that the locals loved and supported. And even with our love and support, it wasn't enough to keep them in business when a big old corporation was like, yeah, no, we can make more money off that space. So you're out of there. That's really frustrating. (laughs) And then Uh, Right after that happened or before, I can't remember, around the same time, my friend Amber and I had a little like window of time to grab lunch together one day. And I was like, oh, let's go to this place I love. It's called the Wooden Fork. And they have these awesome salads. So she's like, "Okay." So we drive over to the Wooden Fork and same thing. It's closed. It went out of business. It's done. And I was like, God. So I have that in my mind now. I'm like, I'm going to go to caffeine as often as I can 
And I'll feel really guilty when I go to Starbucks, which I do sometimes, especially in Castaic when I drive. Tanner about once a month, sometimes more, but once a month he goes to Bakersfield for a weekend, which is where all his grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles live. So it works out about once a month that somebody wants to have him for a weekend. So I get a weekend free to do whatever I want. He gets away from me because, like I said, we spend so much time together. <laughs> it's like his chance to escape me. So we both get a little break from each other, and he gets to be with his people. And it's all good, and we meet halfway, which is Castaic, and we usually stop at Starbucks. So I don't feel guilty about that. But um, I, if I'm here locally, I will always try to go to Caffeine because I, I do feel a little bit of, like, corporation sucker guilt when I go to the Starbucks here. Oh, oh, and I have another thing. This is a very, very important thing that needs to be said. This is the hippie witch guide to not being a dick on the road. (laughs) And it applies to both drivers and pedestrians. I was thinking about this today and I'm like, I'm going to share this with them. Because I feel like it, because this is a public service announcement for for keeping the roads free of jerk faces. <laughs> so step one, when you are crossing the street, when even when you're in a crosswalk, please do not slowly mosey across the road while you stare at your phone. Mainly because you people are making me miss my light. I have plenty of time (laughs) to cross the road, but I'm waiting for you while you're checking your Twitter account crossing the road. It's also dangerous. Like, why aren't you looking up? Like, you need... Just because you're in a crosswalk doesn't mean you're safe. Like, if you're not paying attention, it stands to reason that other people might not be paying attention, and you could get hit by a car. So, look Look where you're going. Don't look at your phone. Look where you're going and move your ass (laughs) so I don't miss my light. Um, And then the other one is a long, 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 many years long standing pet peeve I have. And it is this. Step two, use your blinker. Use your blinker. This has driven me crazy for years And every time I have a use your blinker moment, it reminds me of this meme that is very old that I saw years ago, but it still makes me laugh to just even think about it. And it's like a chihuahua with its face out the window of a moving car and it's baring its teeth. But because the wind is like in its face, too, it makes it look like it's raging kind of Somebody wrote like over the picture, use your effing blinker. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Let me tell you why. Okay. It's not so you don't get a ticket. I think that's why people don't use their blinkers. They think it's not important. I'm guessing, you know, and, uh, it's about other people. It's not about you. It's about being a good citizen. It's about thinking about the people around you because, If I'm waiting to make a left turn, let's say, and you're coming up on me, 
I have to wait. If you're close enough, I have to wait for you to pass me before I can make that left turn. Again, this is about not missing lights in LA. <laughs> if you slow, if you all of a sudden slow down and make a right turn, it's highly annoying to me because I could have turned in the time it took you to do all of that if you had used your blinker, right? Right? The other one is if I'm driving behind you and you're driving at a snail's pace and I don't know why, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you turn right, I don't know why because you didn't use your blinker, right? And if you used your blinker, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go around this fool. <laughs> but instead, I'm just like, why are we going slow? What is happening? Only to find out you're one of those people who doesn't use a blinker. So, Look where you're going. Don't stare at your phone when you're crossing the street and always use your blinker. That is the hippie witch guide to not being a dick on the road. You're, th- you're welcome. I was going to say thank you, but I'll thank you when I see the impact of this in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And speaking of my car, I now have a trunk full of stuff. This is my second trunk full of stuff that I'm taking to the Goodwill already this year. I've been on a major decluttering jag. I think of Imolk or the spring transition as a time for decluttering. There's a section in the spring transition module of the psycho-spiritual wheel called the art of internal feng shui. I will link to that in these show notes here because uh, I'm offering $20 off when you put a discount code in at checkout. Love, love, love. All lowercase, no spaces. Love, love, love. If you've ever been curious about the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year um, or if you're doing it and you want the next module, there's $20 off. So I will put that wherever, on Blog Talk, on my blog, all that. My point is... Uh, I'm really excited about doing a massive decluttering in honor of Imolk and the spring transition, but I really started before Christmas. I just started, I just got the bug. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I can't stop. (laughs) I just can't stop. And I, I, I filled up two large cardboard box boxes with books And um, I filled up my trunk with other stuff. It was clothes. Tanner actually got rid of old golf balls, which was very impressive. That's hard for him to part with. And it's just as hard for me to part with books. Uh, But the way I did it, this is how I got myself to do it. I had to play a little game on myself and trick myself, is I, I started connecting with other book nerds in my mind and thinking, what if somebody can't afford to go out and buy a bunch of books? Um, or somebody, you see a lot of homeless people going into our goodwill. And homeless people sometimes like to read, right? Like they they deserve to have a nice book. And you can get a book at the goodwill for like a buck, sometimes for less than a dollar. And I was like picturing like somebody who really couldn't afford to go book shopping, like stumbling on the perfect book, you know, for 75 cents. Because I... I'm a book hoarder. It's one thing that I have a hard time getting rid of. When I did this massive, massive, huge decluttering, I think in 2015, was it, that I did a big one? I estimated I had about 1,200 books, and I got rid of 300 books. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I still, I've probably, I've probably accumulated that many. I read a lot, in case you didn't know that about me, but I read a lot. When I say I'm a book nerd, I really, really mean it. So I was thinking about other book nerds, and it allowed me to get rid of the books. And then I started looking around and thinking like, well, what else can I get rid of? And I have collected Fiesta wear. I mean, I, I don't ongoingly collect it. I got a bunch of it, and I keep my eye out if I see any special pieces or anything. But Fiesta wear, it's dishes, if you don't know. And they've been around for decades and decades. They're not indestructible because they're dishes, but they're as close to being indestructible <laughs> as you can get. Uh, like, I've dropped them in the sink a bunch, and they never break. And they come in like these super bright mismatch colors that I love. Like it just feels very me and it's just my thing. Except I don't care about the little mugs that come with each set because I my mug is the size of my head. <laughs> I drink my morning brew out of like a giant, it looks like a giant soup mug or maybe they call it a latte mug. I don't know. It's large. Like I, I don't know. What are people messing with these tiny little coffee cups for? <laughs> So I, I got rid of all of the Fiesta Wear coffee mugs. And I was pretty excited about that, too, because I'm like, ooh, how exciting is it to go into the Goodwill and find Fiesta Wear if you're a person that collects it? So, yeah, getting into that mindset was very, very helpful. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to start using that on myself. And... uh I think I'm going to wrap this up here in a second, except to say I need your help. I need your help because I don't have a TV show to take a bath to. And that's how I like to take a bath. Uh, remember I was telling you about Glow last week and how I wasn't sure if I cared about the characters. I don't know if I like the characters. Like if, I, if these are people I like or care about, I just don't know. I'm kind of, I don't know about this. It's mildly entertaining, but it just hasn't grabbed me in the way that the marvelous Mrs. Mizell, like I just loved, or Mad Men, or The Good Girls Revolt. What are some other ones? Um, the Collection on Amazon Prime. That was badass. I like to have a show that it's like a super special treat when I have an hour to take a bath and I'm like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what happens next. And I just don't feel that about glow. <laughs> so <laughs> my last bath, I'm sitting there. I tried out a couple other shows. One was called Cable Girls, I think. And in 15 minutes, I was like, no, I thought I would love it because I love I love uh, period pieces. And this one is maybe, I don't remember, the 30s or the 40s. And uh, then I tried out She's Gotta Have It, and it was very, like, just a lot of sex right up at the beginning, which is probably great for a certain time in your life or a certain moment, but I just wasn't in the mood to watch people, like, screwing. <laughs> I was just like, this is not what I'm looking for. So this is what happened. I watched... Two of my favorite episodes of Sex and the City back to back for the 10 millionth time. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this? I I watched Sex and City. The Sex and the City was like the show. It was when HBO became HBO, is when there was the Sopranos and Sex and the City. That's when it their motto, I don't know if it's still their motto, but it was like, it's not TV. 
it's HBO. And that really elevated everything so that now we have Netflix and Amazon Prime and all this original programming that's on par with the movies, right? Top-notch actors and writers and all of that stuff. It really started with HBO back in, I don't know what that is, late 90s, early 2000s. And it was a big deal to like watch each episode and then you could go out with your friends and talk about it and stuff. And Sex in the City was happening during my kind of Sex in the City days when I was going out to big Hollywood clubs and stuff and getting all dressed up with my friends. <laughs> One of my bosses um, that I worked for <laughs> happened to be at a club that I walked in with like there were four of us girls in like super high heels, like dressed up all like, you know, Vapa Boomy 70s, like, oh my God, Sex in the City just walked in. <laughs> so it was like a big thing. So I, I have a special, like, nostalgic connection to it that I have since seen, like, um, millennial women just don't get it. They don't like it. They're like, why? I don't know. They have issues with the characters and stuff that I just don't have. And I don't want to hear about it because I love it so much. <laughs> and it's just like a good friend. I know for sure, for sure, I can pull up any episode and be just so dang happy. However, I pay for Amazon Prime and Netflix. So I'm like, it seems so silly to be watching this again for the 10 billionth time when there's all these new shows. I don't feel like something spooky. I don't right now. I mean, it depends on just your mood, right? But I, I don't feel like watching any kind of true crime thing, anything spooky. I don't care about mysteries. I just like, I just want lovable characters, preferably with a love story somewhere in there. And if it happens to be taking place in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, or the 80s, or the 90s, <laughs> I think I'll, that'd be great. So do you know of anything like that? <laughs> I will say, uh, during my decluttering adventures, I've gotten really, really into beauty vlog vloggers. And um, I watch a lot of over 40 beauty vloggers, because that's what I am. I'm over 40. But I there's two 20-somethings that have snuck in. I couldn't help falling in love with them. And I will tell you that they're both from the UK, I believe. So they both have accents that make me want to say everything is beautiful. It's beautiful. And it makes me want to call my sweaters jumpers. <laughs> In America, we call them sweaters, but these girls are always talking about their jumpers and what a cute jumper this is. To me, a jumper is like an overalls kind of situation. It's like a full piece thing. So jumper does not mean the same thing that it means in America that it means to those of you in the UK. A little bit confusing there, but totally makes me want to call my sweaters jumpers. And... um Oh, boy, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but I have to because this is one of my favorite stories about that. Uh, who is Sarah Blakely? I can't believe I just remembered her name. Sarah Blakely is is the creatrix, the kick-ass creatrix behind the brand Spanx. <laughs> Spanx. She invented Spanx. And she tells this awesome story <laughs> about being over in the UK and... Don't mess this up, Joanna, because it's so cute and funny. She was given, she was being interviewed to promote Spanx when Spanx were new. 
And she was like, yeah, it just lifts and tightens your fanny. (laughs) And the interviewer's face just went like, what are you talking about? And she didn't know why she got a weird reaction from the interview interviewer until afterward. And apparently fanny there means vagina, (laughs) your front butt. And here in America, it means your ass, your butt. So, um... Yeah, every time I think about her, just this is something I would do. That is why it makes me laugh. I'm always putting my foot in my mouth. I'm always saying things I don't mean. And I could definitely fall victim to like cultural (laughs) differences like that, where I'm like, yeah, it just lifts and tightens your fanny. (laughs) So that's so cute. Having said that, I love watching these two beauty vloggers. One is this girl. I want... uh, Okay, I'll just say it. I was going to say, she reminds me of me when I was in my 20s, but a more polished, made-up version. She's beautiful. I can't even say it like them. They they pronounce the T. So instead of beautiful, they say beautiful. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> uh, her name is Victoria, and her... She is, her website says she has a PhD in fashion. Can you have a PhD in fashion? I don't know. If you can, she does, because her website is crazy good it's in the fro.com f-r-o-w fro in the fro and it's super editorial it looks like vogue it looks better than the vogue website that's for sure it's the prettiest website i've seen it's crazy good but that's not why i love her i love her vlogs she's just i think when you like a vlogger like somebody just sits there and chit chats uh and then like vlogs their life it's about like i would hang out with that person and i guess i am i'm like scrubbing my sink out (laughs) hanging out with this person and i just like her i just like this girl she seems so sweet and kind and lovely and then she's living the most outrageously glamorous life that i believe she earned on her own merit partly for being beautiful i will say that but also going to school and studying fashion and everything and then pouring her heart into making a gorgeous website and really investing in her YouTube channel um, that she gets sent on on these vacations all around the world with like Christian Dior and huge beauty and fashion brands. She's gone to Shanghai and Italy and Iceland, and she vlogs all of that. And she gets to go to really glamorous, awesome parties with these other 20-something, maybe early 30-something young beauty vloggers. And they get like goodie bags filled with free product from Lancome and Victoria Beckham. It's all very glamorous. So I think I enjoy it because it's a combination of I just like her personality and it's it's a bit of a fantasy. This is a job that did not exist a decade ago. Like this is this would have been an impossible dream back then, right? And then here it is. Here are these women making money and getting these free trips and getting to hobnob with with big names in fashion and beauty. It's pretty impressive. The other girl who I really like, woman, um, I'm trying not to call women girls. The other woman I really like, her name is Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, 
Elise, E-L-I-S-E, Millen, M-I-L-L-E-N, Lydia Elise Millen. These these women are huge YouTubers, okay? <laughs> these are not like tiny little channels. So if you're into that, you probably already know who they are. The first video I saw of hers, I didn't like her. I thought she, I just was like, ugh, this girl's so out of touch because it was a video of her getting like, it wasn't a nose job, but it was an injection in her nose that kind of makes you look like you have a nose job. I think it was like temporarily. And um, she's stunningly gorgeous. And she drives a Range Rover. And it just seemed like this sort of spoiled party girl thing. I was like, ew, I don't like that person. But then... I don't know. The, my feed kept showing me videos of her in the sidebar, and I realized I had judged her harshly too soon. She's actually a very, very, very sweet, kind person who's lovely and does the similar thing to what Victoria does. She It's makeup and fashion and stuff like that. This is definitely a girly thing that I'm sharing with you. So uh, I really love those girls, and they're super entertaining me while I am decluttering and cleaning my house. Who knows if I'll ever get to the bottom of it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It seems I started this in, in 2015, like, hard, hardcore, and I'm still going, and there's still much more to do. The good news is once I, like, super clean and organize a space, like a closet or a drawer, it stays that way because I have a certain amount of awareness and wisdom and maturity behind me now where it's like I'm able to keep something orderly, whereas when I was younger, it was just like, ah, throw off my clothes, throw everything off, shove it in a drawer when people come over, and and then I never could find anything. Everything was always lost. <laughs> so I've changed. I've changed. It's good to know, like, hey, I organized and cleaned this medicine cabinet like four years ago, and it's still perfect. Perfect. It's awesome. Very proud of myself about that. <laughs> I've also been listening to audiobooks a lot lately, too, while I've been doing that and working out and whatever. If I'm busy, I like to listen to something sometimes. Sometimes I just like silence. I need to, like, integrate the day. But more often than not, I'm listening to an audiobook or one of those vloggers, something like that. And then who I do want to recommend to you, who's super famous and does not need my recommendation at all, <laughs> she's a big Hay House author. She was really good friends with Louise Hay. Her name is Cheryl Richardson, and her YouTube channel is Cheryl Richardson TV, and she's Cheryl with a C, Cheryl, with a C and a Y, C-H-E-R-Y-L. But <clears throat> she goes on, I guess she goes on Facebook she live streams on Facebook and YouTube at the same time. I think she shows up once a week. And I'm not always in the mood for it because she's very wise and mature and soft-spoken. And sometimes I just want to listen to, like, a fashion-y party girl getting free beauty products. <laughs> and then other times I want. I want the wisdom of Cheryl Richardson. And she's so lovely and genuine and does not put herself up on a pedestal at all, which can be very refreshing in the spiritual community or personal development. And she has a depth of understanding of spirituality that is, I mean, she's just a well of wisdom 
And there is no pretense in her sharing that at all. She's just very gentle and very kind. And I have a lot a feeling a lot of you, even though you've maybe read her books, maybe you don't, maybe you're not tuned into her YouTube channel, but I have a feeling a lot of you might really, really like her. So there's that. And that is the end of my show today, my, the end of my ramble. I don't know how long this was. It might have gone over an hour because I was just yakking, 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 yakking. This is Saturn's Day evening post number six. Much love to you. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.